guests to the podcast, Sud City. This is Cody and that's Bo. Bring, bring, uh, come all. Come all. This is Stud City, the podcast for literally everybody. I am sitting here with my co-host, Cody Peterson. He is the fucking dopest guy that's ever lived. Cody, bring it in. Oh, Bo, he's a ratatouille. He's a rat rad guy. He does a 900 all the time. I've, I've done six 900s in my life. They were both before the age of 12. Um, I'm known as the next Tony Hawk. I'm mm-hmm. a skateboard prodigy. I may look a little bit old, but I actually just hit puberty super young. I am 12 yeah. or 13. Takashi 6900 is what they called him until Takashi 69 yeah. <laughs> was accused of many, many horrible what, what crimes. Did, what, was he accused of many horrible What did he do again? He, uh, oh, he like, got he, kidnapped, right? <laughs> no, he like, I think he fucked like a 15 year old, which is a no um and no no hold up i know a little bit about that one i know a little bit about that one he filmed an underage girl getting fucked for a music video i think oh so he's a child porn producer (laughs) that's so bad (laughs) yeah 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 he yo takashi 69 is um you know what he did do for me in terms of just like my ideas and stuff is i think i had this like weird infantilization with like gang culture and shit where i was like i I, i'm not saying i believed in this stuff or that i was a part of gang culture that's obviously not the case but i had some reverence for it like don't Mm -hmm. snitch and stuff and it did make me realize that gang culture is just it's the dumbest shit ever it's the and i'm not just talking about like bloods and crips like hell's angels and shit it's so dumb once you join you can't leave it's like i'm a fucking Mm -hmm. adult what are you talking about i can't leave yeah this is like the most inclusive podcast but we are very anti-gang kids don't join gangs (laughs) yeah don't join gangs i'm probably gonna get shot on the street for saying this but i just think all that shit is such like such it's pussy bullshit like what the fuck are you talking about the fuck or like don't snitch it's like dog i got a family you don't you don't got a family Mm-hmm. You gotta look out for number one, and that is snitch- yourself and and me. I'm snitching, like literally. They don't even have to press me. I just sit down and be like, I know the drill. I'm snitching. Don't worry about it. Ask me the questions. I'll answer them. They don't even gotta be like, listen. Yeah. You're looking at. I could be looking at six months. I'm snitching. Mm-hmm. I thought about snitching on someone and. I haven't really. And maybe it's a public health crisis because they are somebody that's been traveling a lot over the border and not quarantining. And I was just like, well, you know, this person has a lot of followers. I'm sure somebody will snitch on them, but. Oh, really? Really? Was it our friend Beep? That, yep. Him. He's a, <laughs> that lousy bastard. <laughs> so it was our friend Beep. Okay, that's a dream. Mm-hmm. We know who we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay, <laughs> no, kidding. no, but it, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's a totally longer for, name. Yeah, yeah. But for real, so, so they're, um, may I ask the gender of the person so I can speak appropriately about them? Oh, yeah. Their pronouns are uh, she, her. She, her. Okay. So, um, so she's just like, what, what do you mean? She's like going to the, what, what do you, she, so she's not quarantining. So you're supposed gets, to be quarantined. Oh my God. It's so weeks, juicy. Right? 
It's so juicy. Uh, give, give me kind of a detailed breakdown. I want to know what's going on here because that's interesting. Of what she was doing? Yeah, exactly. She I, I, threw... How do you lo- skip that loophole in the first place? You just don't do it. Well, she f- is an anti-masker and is very loud about it um, and is a Trump supporter. And she, like right before the election, this 2020 election, she flew to a state that has high COVID numbers and went to a Trump rally and was filming it all. And then um, was there in the aftermath for all the Trump protests of like, stop the count, recount, blah, blah, blah. And then she like fucked around and went to um, a Southern country and partied and danced and all that shit. And then came back to Canada and didn't even quarantine for a week. It was already out on the streets protesting hugs over masks. She's a Canadian Trump supporter. Yeah. Isn't that awful? So it's so lame. It's so So lame. I'm sure there's people out like, there like you, a Canadian Bernie supporter, but like, hey, we're trying to help here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just think that like, <clears throat> it's also somebody who, like, uh, a, a a dude that like, you know, if Trump ran on one thing that was successful, it was the idea that America comes first and America is better than every other country, right? And like, it's like you're not American. It's like mm-hmm. a, that's one thing I never understand about Canadians that get like infantilized with American politics. It's like yep. none of this shit applies to you. And also like a lot of the things that you love about Canada, like these people don't stand for at all. Remember that time you had a migraine and you went to the hospital and they gave you an uh, an IV just to help with your little fucking headache and mm-hmm. now like and now you leave that place and you don't get a fucking bill in the in the mail. It's just like completely covered. Remember yeah. that wasn't wasn't that cool, you know? And then yeah. and then and then they're for Trump. And it's also just like you're you're promoting somebody that is making a bad a, a worse future for people that like aren't going to be you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you totally. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think I kind of disagree on the point of that American politics don't really matter to us because since Trump has been elected and since he did all his like tariff trade wars with Canada, I have not seen a single Diet A&W root beer in a can in a store since. You can't find them. I I have been only been able to find one Butterfinger in one gas station. You can't get a Butterfinger anymore. So, yeah, that's a good point. You know, there are like some small shit that happens. And I'm sure there's other industries that are affected, but it is you're totally right. It's totally bullshit. Like um, Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're you're right about that. America yeah. does affect Canada. They kind of affect yeah. Canada too much. Yeah, luckily we've, got to, luckily, luckily we've got Daddy Trudeau taking care of us, you know? Thank Papa God Trudeau. Yeah. I heard we're all getting $500 from the BC NDP government. Isn't that sick? Really? Dude, yeah, that's, almost, I think that's, a, that's a, is that PS5? It's Jamie, a PS5. I'm going to buy a PS5. No! I'm going to buy a PS5 with it. The PS5 is $399, so. Sick. The digital version. Dude, that's a PS5 yeah. and another controller and maybe another game. Well, a game shark not controller. really, because it's three ninety nine before tax. So with tax, it's oh, probably going to be like four hundred, four hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, that's so, barely a game. No, oh, well. you know, but but it's a PS five. It's yeah. a console, dude, dude. But your household, I think, will get a thousand bucks. 
Oh, because shit. yeah, they'll give you each five hundred bucks. It's a thousand bucks per household and five hundred bucks per individual. So, like, if you have more than one person living in your house, it's a thousand bucks for everybody. Do we have to apply for that? Or is that straight to our bank account? It's just gonna come straight to our bank accounts. That's what I heard. That's also, hella, don't take this, if you're like depending on this money. Don't take anything of what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know for a fact, but I'm pretty sure it's the deposit. They're just gonna direct deposit it. You know what's sick though is that we're not like oh five hundred dollars. I can't wait to put that towards my healthcare bill. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's one story I like to tell Americans about our healthcare system. And uh, this one time I was skiing and I was trying to impress this girl, and I and I had never really skied before, and I wiped out so fucking hard that like I annihilated <laughs> my ribs and uh, pulled the tendons in both my like traps. And so I had to get like an ambulance from the ski hill to the hospital. And my mom got so pissed off at me because she got the ambulance bill and it was $80. (laughs) Oh, how the fuck are we going to eat tonight? Oh no, Cody nearly killed himself. (laughs) Dude, that shit is sick. I got to, to, to be frank, I've also done some stuff in the American medical system and like it does run like it does you know there aren't wait times and shit like that like we have in Canada you know right. like that is a drawback of universal basic income but but the fact is that sorry I'm putting chapstick on I don't know if you notice I have chapped lips Oh really oh, I got to apologize to you, Bo I have really bad breath this morning Really Thank yeah, God, uh, so thank sorry. God in the same room right now, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <clears throat> sorry. You're saying universal um, bas- basic uh, healthcare? Yeah, yeah. Um, is that what I said? I don't even think that you said income, okay. which isn't a thing here, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. What I was trying to say is, uh, you know, healthcare for all is is one of the dope sides of Canada, even though there are like little drawbacks, like wait times and shit like that. I'm still not in crippling debt because, you know, I have to have an emergency uh, appendectomy. Appendic, what is it called when you get your appendix removed? Appendix removal. Appendix removal. My friend Matthew had his appendix removed, and then he told people he got stabbed at school. Matthew, our only friend. Uh, he just whoosh, showed it, yeah. pulled up his shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, dog, I know you got your appendix removed. I was there. And he was like, yeah, but I'm fucking 13 trying to get laid. And I was like, fair enough, <laughs> I got dude. slashed, yo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is hilarious because me and, Cody, me and Matt were like the biggest nerds in our school. We got beat up every day by this kid named Kevin Cardona. What's he up to, Kevin Cardona? I don't know. I saw him on a bus like seven years ago, and he, he, he didn't look great. He looked okay. Mm-hmm. He looked okay. You know what he? Uh, you know what he did once to Matthew. What? He, he threatened to. Uh, he said, uh, "Let me kick you in the balls once, as hard as I possibly can." This was her, his exact words. Let me kick you in the balls once, as hard as I as hard as I can, and then I'll never bully you again. <laughs> Matt. Oh no. Matt's, you know, no irony whatsoever. No self awareness that like you're openly admitting that you bully us. You know, like mm-hmm. most bullies have like a little air of, you know, yeah. Oh, you know, I'm just like, well, the kids around. Su- yeah. Exactly. Oh, the I kid, barely the kid hate sucks. You. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
he knew what he was doing, right? And so Matthew lined up, spread his legs, and fucking Kevin just nailed him in the nuts. And then he kept bullying us. <laughs> Piece for of shit. After that. Yeah, he threw Matthew's trombone in a tree. He beat me up outside <laughs> of the video store. Uh, there was a lot. Dude, growing up in Champlain Heights was like a weird area. So I grew up in like the low-income suburbs of Vancouver for probably four or five years I lived there. Yeah. Um, this was the same time that my mom was a lesbian mm-hmm. and um, it was a weird environment man we had this one kid who used to go to we used to have a video store that was called video store but it was actually called Alan's video that's what everybody called it because Alan worked there and he's like the nicest mm-hmm. guy in the world yeah. shout out to Alan from Alan's friend video of the show. And Nights. Literally friend of the show, one of the greatest guys of all time, was just so into film. He had seen every single movie, and he was just like an awesome, awesome, awesome guy. A great mentor, kind of the perfect little buddy. And uh, there was this kid that used to bark at people. He had like some uh, severe okay. mental health problems. He would like go down there and bark at people, and I'd get like really freaked out because I was a big pussy when I was a kid. I was afraid of everything. And... One time he just, one day he just disappeared and then like a rumor floated around and then he went up to a bunch of teenagers at the uh, community center and just injected his veins with air. Wait, the kid that died. barked or Alan? Yeah, the kid that barked. No, Alan's still kicking around. He does like uh, yeah. computer programming and shit. Yeah, he has like a but fan base. He has a Facebook page and stuff <laughs> devoted to, to him. People love the Alan kid that barked, Alan's video. Like found a needle filled it up with air and just stuck it in himself well that was just the rumor right that was just the rumor yeah that's a messed up champlain heights was crazy when we have avon on we'll talk champlain heights that's where me and avon met we grew up in champlain heights together and so it's it's a it's a it's a fucking crazy place dude because it's like low income housing but it's still sort of the suburbs but it's 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 a whole different type of world and i go down there now and like the kids are exactly like the kids were you know 20 years ago when i was a mm-hmm. little kid it's 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 insane it's insane yeah where is it again is it by metro town it's near metro town so basically okay. it's technically in vancouver but it's like right in that it's right in the precipice of vancouver and burnaby right and it's 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 a joyous place. It's a joyous place. I went there and did like a little tour of all the old places I used to hang out in mm. my old like house and stuff not not that long ago. And it was fun. And I went to the pub there recently. Just like we went there specifically to go to the pub that like my mom used to go to. And I had like acid flashbacks of like me going to the pub and asking my mom for 20 bucks. This is where my mom was all the time. So I'd go down <laughs> there and she'd be in like back then there used to be no smoking inside, but they would have these big tarped off areas with like these big plastic domes that people right. were allowed to smoke in. <laughs> yeah. And my mom would always be in that dome and I'd go there and like knock on the plastic and she'd come out and <laughs> give me 20 bucks to like get some candies and like go see a movie or whatever. Yeah, right. It's good times. Yeah. That's wild, man. Champlain Heights. Yeah, dude. Champlain Heights is, yeah, yeah it's so wild. Champlain Heights was a good place. It was kind of a good place, but. It had its it had its drawbacks, right? Yeah. But that's where the bullies roam. Is that where like the wild teenagers roam in packs? Well, there was a gang called uh, the Toilet Paper Gang. <laughs> they would write. Te- <laughs> they would write uh, I'm not joking. They would write. They were like 12, 13 year olds, and me and Matthew were like nine t- or ten. 
and they would like mm-hmm. chase us on their bikes. Oh, and uh, and so they were that called. Sounds like a scene paper from Hu- they would write. That's, that sounds like a scene from Hubie's Halloween. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit like Hubie's Halloween, right? <laughs> and one of the best movies ever made. Hubie's Halloween is so good. Um, and so they would like chase us on on their bikes and shit. And the great thing about TPG, the gang, was that what we would start doing is we would start calling them the teeny penis gang. <laughs> and nice. so they would just they would beat us up more and chase us on their bikes more. And they were hardcore, man. They were like 12, 13. We were like 9, 10. But right. uh, they would beat the shit out of us sometimes. Champlain Heights was like that moment in my life that I don't know if you had this as a kid. And maybe it's just like mentally ill people like myself. But maybe. where fantasy, maybe, uh, where like fantasy and real world kind of mesh together a little bit. Like, okay. I have memories that I'm so certain of. But then when I really think about them, they couldn't, that couldn't have been what's actually happening. For right. instance, Sorry, I know I'm going on a rant about Champlain Heights once. No, but tell me I got my own Champlain like Heights. You got your own Champlain Heights. Yeah. Um, one time, I could have swore I was on a walk in Everett Crawley, which is like a trail in Champlain Heights, with my friend Dylan, and we both got caught in quicksand. I like I have a distinct memory of getting caught in quicksand with Dylan. The crazy <laughs> thing about it is like. Like many, like 15 years after that, I was lining up for a movie at the Rio and I saw Dylan, who I hadn't yeah. seen since I was a little kid. And I went up to him. We were like catching up and stuff. He was there with my friend Jordan. So there was a bit of a connection there. We had a mm-hmm. mutual friend catching up and stuff. And then finally I had to ask him. I was like, Dylan, do you remember getting caught in quicksand? And he was like, dude, I didn't want to say anything. Oh my God. Yeah. He had the exact same, and we were both like, it couldn't have actually happened, right? Yeah, like, maybe like a sinkhole. So, like, I don't know. We were, I, I, we must have just been kids with wild imaginations. But I have mm-hmm. like a memory of like throwing a stick out for him and pulling him up from the quicksand. It was probably just mud, right? Right. Like presumably. Yeah. Isn't because when you're a kid, like in cartoons, quicksand seems to be like a bigger thing than it actually is when you're an adult. Yeah, you but, never run into quicksand. No, but it that's like a plot happens. point in every cartoon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's insane. But is, isn't that's... that weird? Isn't that yeah. weird? We both have the exact same memory of it, like mm-hmm. to the T, you know? Wow. But it must have just been really like goopy mud. That's a cool like glitch in the Matrix. Right? Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like those moments as a kid that really ride the line between imagination and what is reality you know but you you have the memories of them as as reality you know right that's well that's wild right maybe 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 maybe, yeah i don't know i didn't really have such a mythological childhood but uh my (laughs) my champlain heights was uh was called phoenix middle school and guess where that is yeah in campbell river um campbell river, river okay yeah. yep and they had phoenix middle school and campbell river so it's like um kind of north vancouver island i've been it's to campbell little, river I've been yeah to it's campbell a little river. city just you know for the listeners um it's a, yeah <laughs> and, oh yeah of course like it's a, a great little community. city campbell river is mm-hmm. fucking awesome yeah yeah and uh so i went to middle school a little bit of high school there um and it was just like in a hardcore part of town like 
you know a, a kid got murdered like in her like fucking field at this middle school and like yeah we had this like this is post columbine of course like maybe six years after columbine but we had our own trench coat gang where it was like five or six incel kids all wore trench coats and would just like kind of walk around the school and just like intimidate everybody and it was like super crazy because like everybody would just go Whoa. silent they'd be like there's a trench coat gang like do they have a shotgun under there? Like, what is going on? And sometimes they'd carry, I believe they would carry a steel briefcase, like some James Bond shit. But it, I Dude, was like crazy. crazy. Did teachers didn't crack down on that with the sensitivity towards guns and shit? No, nothing. That's crazy. Think, yeah. It was just a weird school, man. And what did, would they, did they get up to anything or were they just there to It was just like, yeah, it was just intimidating. I don't even know if they really meant it. I, I'm sure they thought they looked like cowboys or something. But we're all like, oh, we're <laughs> if anybody's going to shoot up the school, it's going to be these guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, fuck, man. We had a situation in my high school that was really bad that was similar to that, dude. Yeah. Um, since we're exchanging weird high school stories right now, we had a kid in my high school. I won't say his name, and I won't say any of the names that were um involved with this because it is actually like a pretty serious situation and some of my close friends are still quite sensitive about it because it was really bad but there was a kid in our high school who i remember the first time i realized something was wrong with them was that we were all playing soccer in one of the hallways at templeton high this was after i had moved from champlain heights i was living in east van and um and I remember we were roughhousing and he came up behind my friend Skyland and fucking sucker punched him in the back of the head. And everybody was like, what? And he was this Whoa. nerdy sort of, he was like a typical from, from the, from what he looked like, he was a typical nerdy Vancouver Asian kid, essentially. Okay. And he fucking clocked Skyland in the back of the head and everybody stopped and was like, dude, what the fuck? That's not cool. You can't just, and Skyland was like, ow. Like it was one of those moments where it's like, oh, we're all having fun and now you've taken it too far and now it, mm -hmm. this is weird, right? And so um, I'm not sure. You can look it up. It's There's like news articles about it and shit. But basically they found a list of names that he wanted to kill and Whoa. kill from our high school in, in his room and like thousands of dollars worth of guns. Whoa. Like thousands of dollars worth of guns. Yeah, and I think like Bro. I don't think I, I don't think I was on the list, but Skyland was on the list. Like a bunch of my friends were on the list. One of my very close female friends was number one on the list. Whoa. And, and they That's crazy never, that you didn't had, make the list. How'd you how'd that make you feel? Were you like I wasn't, wow, I'm glad I was nice to that guy? I wasn't popular or cool or like I didn't have you know, I didn't know I it was it would be very easy for me not to be on the list. Nobody right. was thinking about me. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know, nobody was like, "Ah, oh, that bow guy. He has it made, or he's an asshole, or anything like that." I was just, you know, I was just a kind of nerdy kid, right? But right. yeah, no, I didn't make. I don't think I made the list, anyways. But but a couple of my friends were on the list and like pretty high up on the list, and it was a very very scary. It was very scary. Like cops had to come to our work. We I think we had like a little bit of a lockdown and shit like that. And of course, it was. And the crazy thing is, is that 
the kid I don't want to say the I mean the kid's over the age of 18 I don't really care about saying his name but the kid had a really the kid was named after the most popular wizard in the world which is very funny his name was Harry Potter maybe the second most popular wizard in the world his um I'm struggling with wizards but I I got gotcha. you he uh yeah he was best friends with the guy that pulled a sword out of a stone oh oh okay I got gotcha. you you got me yeah I gotcha. you got you you got the I name think. right yeah that was his yeah. name so that was dude it was very weird man that's why like, it was a very weird moment because you never think of yourself getting shot and then you're like, it right. was kind of a poss- possibility, like a real possibility that this kid was going to shoot us all, you know? Yeah, yeah. and then you would have been with the group. You would have caught a stray bullet, bro. Probably. I probably would have mm-hmm. been. And I was chubby and slow. <laughs> you were a wide target. <laughs> yeah, I was a wide target. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like played sports and stuff, but I wasn't winning any track meets. That's for sure. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't run. Yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucking that shit's so crazy, man. Especially when you think back at like how these things are cyclical, especially with like issues of the day, like gun control and stuff. Like that was such a huge moment for gun control in like 2001 when Columbine happened. And then you fast 99. forward to like, yeah, then you fast 99, yeah. And then you fast forward to, sorry, Bowling for Columbine came out in 2001. Columbine happened in 1999. I think that got me all fucked up there. Um, I just I know the date. Oh, sorry, I just know the date of Columbine is because of, there's a Macklemore tweet where he's like, "I'll never forget April 20th, 1999. Me and my friends are all blazing, getting hella high. We turn on the news. Columbine just happened. <laughs> Macklemore tweeted that. Macklemore, you woke son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> Sorry. One time I was on stage and somebody said, "Hey, look, it's Fat Fatalmore." <laughs> didn't, even, didn't even work as like, a fucking joke. <laughs> like as a, like you're doing stand up. <laughs> yeah. One time this uh really f- quite funny kid uh introduced me on stage as uh Oh, Chubby Conan O'Brien. Ooh. And then <laughs> And then I tried to do the same thing with him. Mm-hmm. He was like a, a quite uh, skinny, tall black kid. And I introduced him as Chris Rock. And then everybody was like, that's racist, dude. You're <laughs> fucked up. And I was like, but no, 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 no. I'm telling you. Like, I was like, no, no, no. I, I, he introduced me as Chubby Cog. He's racist. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, it didn't go over that well. What, what was I saying? Oh, how like Columbine was such a huge deal, right? And then you mm-hmm. fast forward to 2019, and it's like there's a Columbine once a week in yeah. America. Yeah, it's incredible. Nothing's and nobody crazy. gives a shit. Although now, now they're now nobody's doing school shootings because of Corona. Yeah, you know there hasn't even really been a homeschool shooting either. <laughs> no, no, there hasn't been one homeschool shooting. Not not one. Yeah. It's funny about that uh, ho- that host. One time, <laughs> this is like kind of opposite because the host was really nice for me at this show. 
he was like, wow, you guys are not going to believe this. A real star on the rise. This guy's going to make it in Hollywood. Just like totally surprised me with like his sincerity and just saying all this nice shit. And he's like, give it up for Cody. And then he gets off the stage and I'm like, so stunned. I'm like, holy shit. Thank you. And then like the crowd staring at me. I'm like, he's only saying that because he thinks I'm Seth Rogen. And then it like killed. And then um, just like Seth Rogen, I was like too stoned to kind of really have a good set. So that was kind of the high point of that set. Sorry, that joke killed. That joke killed. Just saying that guy thinks I'm Seth Rogen. Because a lot of people come to me and say, you look like Seth Rogen. No matter how fat or how You do look like Seth Rogen. You do. You just have a natural Seth Rogen-ness to you. Yeah. You, You... you posted on Twitter that you look like Philip Seymour Hoffman, and I can see I look that. exactly like Philip Seymour. I you also Philip look Seymour like Hoffman, Jesse Plemons, too. Okay, that... You know what? I'll that's, take that. That's actually a compliment. Yeah, and that's actually kind of close, too, to your age. Jesse Plemons? Oh, no, that isn't a compliment. Fuck you, dude. It's a compliment. Fuck you. Was, it's, it's not. Fuck you, dude. You look I thought like he was cop, somebody else. <laughs> cop Jesse Plemons. No, dude, Jesse, like Plemons Jesse Plemons is a stud. I'm pretty sure Dude, uh, he's I think he's dating Kirsten Dunst. I could be wrong. Is he really? Okay, so. never mind. I'm stoked. I'm Jesse Plemons. I love Kirsten Dunst. I thought it was so lame in the mid aughts when everybody was saying Chris Kirsten Dunst was ugly. She's not ugly. She's beautiful. People need to just chill on that shit. Remember when people were saying she was ugly in the mid aughts? I don't really remember that. I remember people, people were like were. Marie Antoinette. What a garbage fucking movie. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sophia Coppola's greatest film? Maria that, Antoinette? Her greatest you. film is Lost in Translation. Or oh, Lingering is a quick second. Oh, God. Lost in Translation? That movie yeah. got Lost in Translation. I had no fucking clue what it was about. <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest, it's, it's like one of my favorite films. What the fuck? <laughs> it's one of my favorite films. It's a delightful, <laughs> it's a delightful treat. I love introducing it to people. It's one of those movies. It's, it's a great yeah. film. Great film. <laughs> uh, I've got um, another. I had a really bad moment. Oh, oh no. please! What's your bad? No, no, no. I was going to say bad moment. Well, I had a bad moment this morning because, uh, well, I do this thing every morning where uh, it's called jerking. I don't know about you, but one of the one of the no one of the big things that you can tell from. Uh, you can tell if you have COVID or not is your sense of smell, mm-hmm. you know? And so every morning I itch my ass and smell it to make sure I don't have COVID. Gross. I was hoping you'd say like, I have this like bouquet of flowers. So I just sniff so hard. No, <laughs> You're no, just no. I itch my asshole. Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah. I itch my asshole and smell it to make sure. And today I couldn't smell anything. So I had to go into my fridge and pull out the hummus and smell the hummus. But then I realized I just put my poo fingers up to my nose and now I'm sniffing hummus. So I had Wait. to throw. Oh. I thought you put your you poo know fingers in the hummus. No, 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 no. I just put the thing, but it's still poo on my nose probably, right? So then I had to throw my hummus out. And then because I was so shocked about what I had done with the hummus, I had forgot if I had smelt the hummus or not, right? <laughs> so then I had to pull out my, my second thing of hummus and put it in a separate bowl and smell the bowl. And um, 
I smelt the hummus. I'm totally safe. Yeah. I don't have COVID. So that would be so fucking funny if like the government was like, yeah, you can administer a self COVID test. It's called giving yourself a dirty Sanchez. And yeah, if you exactly. can't smell anything, you should corn. I did a bunch of edibles last night and I got paranoid Sick. about you, Cody. What about me? Yeah. Can I tell you what I got paranoid about? Sure. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I, I came up with this theory in my head that this is actually just a big prank on me mm-hmm. and that this is you using my my mental illness for content and that this is all just like, oh, let's put Bo up and let people see what a weird guy he is, kind of Howard Stern style. And I had created this whole situation in my head that I'm not actually funny and that I don't actually have contributed anything to the podcast besides like my own neuroses and that I am just like kind of part of the whack pack and that when the time comes and we start making money off of this thing, I'm going to get like checks for like 30 cents in the mail and I'm going to, it's going to turn out that I'm not even a part of this at all. I'm just like, I'm just somebody that's coming into your zoom calls and like, anyways, I, I took like a hundred milligrams of marijuana last night. So. Oh, you could have called me. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, is this a whole is this per- a prank? Well, because the person who gave me the marijuana said it's a Lego block. Oh, I know and that they one. They said they said each Lego block is, is like 15 ten milligrams. milligrams. Okay. Yeah, I think she said ten or fifteen, right? So I thought the Lego block is fifty ten, fifteen milligrams. I ate the whole thing. Oh, yeah. But it so you ate each- like sixty milligrams. Yeah, like eat, but it's in reality each indent of the Lego block is worth ten or fifteen milligrams. Mm-hmm. So, what I wanted to do was take ten or fifteen milligrams, but instead I took like a hundred. Yeah. And when you're planning on being ten times less high than you are, sometimes things can get a little scary, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Just put in perspective. So, if Bo ate sixty milligrams. One time I ate 50 and I got lost downtown in my own city. I just got completely yeah. lost in the place where I already live and now. Yeah. I have a pretty high weed tolerance too, but I got fucking wrecked. And mm-hmm. then I was literally watching YouTube videos and I didn't know what I was watching. And then I came to you and I was just watching Logan Paul vlogs. <laughs> it's every day, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is not good. It's that's not good. a good YouTube. Poll. By the way, that's that's Jake Paul, okay? Oh, um, sorry. One of the podcasts, I kept getting them mixed up and saying Logan instead of Jake, and Matthew watched it and he corrected me. Oh, thanks. So now Matthew. I won't ever get the Paul. I won't ever get the Paul brothers mixed up, okay? Are they different that was my uncle. at all, or are they both assholes? They're both. Uh, well. I feel like Logan has had a bit of a career resurgence since he filmed that dead body in a forest. I thought that was Jake. No, that was Logan. Well, basically what it comes down to is Jake has almost zero charisma. I've figured this out, by the way. Um, And Logan has a lot of charisma. And so one of them is probably going to have a better... Yeah. Yeah. Logan's the Bo Bennett of the brothers. Exactly. Jake is the Cody Peterson. No, 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 no. You're not, dude. Anyway, You're book cool. review coming up. So this book is uh, we recorded yesterday. Wait, wait, wait. We're done. Books. We're not talking. Now we're doing we're doing book review. Now I was liking the Logan Paul conversation. 
Oh, did you have more? No, I don't have anything else. Let's do the okay. book review. I'm down. This is an actual story. <laughs> it's uh, Grand Theft Auto Liberty City Stories for PlayStation 2. Um, That's a good book. Yeah, it's very long. It took me hours and hours to finish it. I'm almost there, but I think it's worth enough to say, hey, good recommendation. Yeah, it takes yeah. place in D.C. It's kind of a choose-your-own-adventure joint, isn't it? It really is. It's that type of joint. Yeah. That's it for my book review. That's it? Yeah. Um, did Were you allowed to play Grand Theft Auto when you were a kid? Um, a little bit. Like, not until... I didn't have any of them until Vice City. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It was like one of those where my dad had to talk with me before I started playing it. Like, you're a good kid. Mm-hmm. Please uh, respect the police officers in this. And I'm like, that's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, one thing I do like about being the age that I am, that we are, is that... Um, like we were the last generation where pop culture was dangerous. Or right? yeah, like because something... now I feel like pop culture is just like watching is like Minecraft streaming. Yeah, and like you know the most dangerous. Like I remember, Lady Gaga wore a meat suit. Yeah, and people were like, "Wow, that's incredible!" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yo, when I was a kid." Marilyn Manson removed one of his ribs so he could suck his own dick on stage. All right? That's the real shit. Okay? Yeah. I was Eminem suing his own fucking mother. Yeah. Eminem <laughs> used to rap about fornicating with his own mum. All right? <laughs> you don't know anything Sorry, about mama. the world. I fucked you in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Eminem's so good, man. When he's like, I sit back with a pack of zigzags and a bag of this weed that gets me the shit need to be, be the meanest MC on this on this earth. And then I fuck my mom. That shit is so dope. Yeah. If you touch my daughter, I'll Dude, fucking I, kill you. Yeah, he, he's very protective of his daughter. Makes sense. Haley. Uh, yeah, he has like yeah, several kids, I feel like. And he has like one big shoulder piece tattoo of just one of his kids. I think it's kind of like when you have a wife that you meet before you're famous and you marry her, you know, mm-hmm. and then you become famous and you guys get a divorce and you marry a new wife. You still love that previous wife more because she liked you and you weren't shit, you know? Right. So Haley was his daughter when he was like in eight mile, mm-hmm. right? And now he probably has a new daughter, but you know, she only knows him as M. You know, yeah. he's Marshall Mathers to Haley, right? So right. I get it. I would love my first daughter more than my second daughter for sure. Yeah, I've really thought Don't about you? that. I'd probably, I don't know, I'd probably see who has the most charisma, which is likely probably the middle child. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I'm the, no, I'm the youngest. Fuck. Mm, I'm the oldest of two. You're, are you really? Yeah. What is that like? Um, kind of funny because it's uh i have a sister but it's not like i could like beat the shit out of her or anything like that um you could dude. So, no it's I never couldn't. too late <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> but uh i don't know you know 
there's like some pressure of being a, a prince and an heir to the throne. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Do you did you did you have like I remember like boys in my school would be very protective of their sisters. They'd be like, "Don't fucking look at my sister." Are you trying to date my sister? Yeah, it w- it wasn't really like that for me, just because uh, I already I I commanded respect. But then when I'd come home from college, and I'd find out like what boys I was friends with, I were like trying to hook up with my sister. Uh, that ticked me off, but uh, I never yeah. saw those kids again. Yeah, that makes sense, dude. My sister was like an adult, right? She she's right. fourteen years older than me, so she was an she adult. was doing movies and shit. Yeah, but like. In some of those movies, like any great actress, there maybe are some scenes, like sex scenes and stuff like that. Right. And so I would just get like killed at school by people. Oh, killed. no. Yeah. Like just murdered about it all the fucking time, you know? That's Because like, they'd be like, oh, so one time my, fr- my sister was in uh, the hit Canadian movie, Young People Fucking. She was one of the stars of Young People Fucking. Yo, my history teacher in grade 11 loved that movie. Yeah. And so, uh, which is like a great title for a movie. I'd have never seen it, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, great title right. for the movie. Well, one time my sister came to drop something off to me or something like that. And I, or I ran into her on the street and I was with my friend Dylan. And my friend Dylan didn't say anything to her except for one thing. He said, hey, young people fucking aces. <laughs> aces. <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah exactly i was just like and my sister's just like okay uh have a good day bo and i will talk to you later um oh geez because you know, it's quite funny because she's she's for those that don't know my sister is sonia bennett she's an actress writer and actress, um, producer director. writer actress producer director um does whatever. not follow us back um, on twitter no it doesn't she doesn't follow me on twitter <laughs> She probably saw your tweets. It was like, uh, uh, well, my, my tweets aren't that bad. Yeah, your tweets I'll are fire, bro. Yeah, <laughs> tweets are fire. Um, my tweets are fire. What was my last tweet? I said, uh, Elliot Page was a man even when she was fake pregnant with Michael Sarah's <laughs> fake baby. That was a good one, actually. That was a good tweet. Um, anyways, um, forget- oh. The thing, the thing about my sister is that she's kind of like a bit of a, like, I don't mean this in a mean way. It's a good thing. She's a bit of a prude, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, anything like that would really bum her out. Right. Which makes sense. Yeah. I thought it was funny that um, she had a period joke the same day that you had a period joke on Twitter. Did we both have period? What, what was, whose was better? What was her period joke? I think yours was better i can't remember hers it was something about I bet it was <laughs> should i pull it up yeah pull it up let's compare period jokes between me and my sister okay you get yours ready i'll get your sister's ready i can't oh yeah i guess i can yeah get my sister's ready okay I gotta un- un- from three days ago i'm so desperate to complete I'm... something that i'm patting on myself on the back for finishing my period that's a pretty good one because, you know, oh, a lot good. of people are getting shit done these days. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I don't remember. Did you tweet yours out or just text it to me? Well, I don't I don't see any period jokes. Oh, maybe uh, you didn't tweet it. No, you just texted it to me. 
What was the joke? Um, it was something was it about. A, it, it if was I texted about, you, there's. <laughs> it was something about um, a girl you were with was finishing her period or something like that, or start. Oh, it was the girl starting her period, and then you texted her. <laughs> you texted oh no no. You want me to say it? Oh, I know, I know what I said. I know what I said. You want me to read it? <laughs> I have it ready. Yeah, yeah, you can read it. Yeah. So, about by the way, so some context. Some yeah. some context. My best friend died three years ago. Go on. Mm-hmm. They they need the context for the joke. Yeah. And then so Bo's texting this girl, and she has her period, but she's going to come over anyways. And he writes, "I will deal with my boners pre you coming over via the <laughs> magic of my right hand." My best friend died on this day four years ago, so I'm allowed to make this joke. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, she was cool about it. She said, "Okay, just today." <laughs> <laughs> that's just so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, man, it's been a good time. It's been a good time. You know, the funny thing is, is like I have an automatic. Because I'm such an impulsive person and I say crazy shit to people all, all the time, mm-hmm. I have like an automatic filter for cool people, you know? Because like yeah. nobody's going to fuck with me, you know? Nobody, nobody's going to fuck with me. Like if you know me, nobody's going to fuck with me if, if they're against, the, you know, nobody's going to fuck with me. But um, but the people that do fuck with me have like pretty good personalities. So that, that's a good thing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I have like an automatic way of filtering out the people with bad personalities, which is just being being sort of a impulsive asshole, you know. Right. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> nice. It's fantastic. Wow. So what's fucked up with you today? Nothing, dude. I literally just woke up. I feel so much better, dude. I fucking slept in. I like I I barely sleep nowadays, dude. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm only sleeping like five, six hours a day. And I'm the type of person I need like 14 or 15 hours of sleep i should I'll be sleeping can't function most, yeah i should be sleeping most of the day that would be yeah. the ideal way to sleep uh what about you dude what's going on with your projects i might quit it i don't know i uh i i emailed my pitch this morning but i don't know it's a really weird and sensitive project I can talk to you more off podcasts about it, but yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of having hesitations about it. I feel like a big issue for me professionally is I just say yes way too often. And I never really say no to something, which um, please do not reach out to me because I'm trying to learn how to say no to projects. Um, But this one, like doing the podcast, I really like enjoy and it feels very fulfilling. (laughs) Um, And I'm like happy to do it. And it's nice. But, you know, sometimes you do something, you're like, this doesn't make me happy. I don't really see an end goal for myself. And I feel like the risk outweighs the reward. Also, the podcast, we have, like, specific reasons for wanting to do the podcast and wanting to do, like, more things in digital media, which was, like, we were, I think we were both kind of, I mean, this was my whole, like, pitch to you about it. Um, even though your podcast was your idea, but I was like, yeah, we're kind of sick of not completing projects. Um, yeah. People don't know in the film industry, it's very hard to get anything made. It's very hard to get a budget on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
it becomes this impossible task of trying to convince people that you're talented. And in reality, like, it's just a much better way of life to be able to complete something kind of every single day, you know, like yeah. we could hypothetically do this podcast five days a week. Um, we're not going that. to, that's oh, yeah. Okay. I, mean, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I meant, uh, yeah, maybe one day. Um, like, it's just nice to be able to do something, complete it. And there it is. And obviously it's not the same fulfillment to completing a podcast as it is completing a screenplay because a screenplay takes fucking forever. But, but at least you fucking, at least it's out there. You've done something, you've completed it. It's out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it may not like, be as like fulfilling as getting like a big laugh, like doing stand up or something, but you are still kind of flexing that muscle, which is really nice. Yeah. Cause like, I miss it. Like I miss going to open mics so much. Me too, man. Well, I mean, I haven't done it since I was 19 when I did comedy for a summer, but mm-hmm. I miss going out and drinking with my friends, which is kind of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And just, just bullshitting. Just bullshitty, man. But yeah, no, man. I think, I think, I think, uh, I think like, I think saying no to shit is great. I think that's maybe something you could learn from me because I say no to literally everything. Yeah. Yeah, I say no all day long. Not to like, yeah. I'm not even talking about like opportunities or anything or jobs or anything like that. I'm talking about like, just like, hey, you want to do this? No. Yeah. Hey, you want to go to? No. 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 Hey, you want to? No. Yeah, I don't even like ask what's in it for me, which is like so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that is dumb. Yeah. That is dumb, man. Like, dude, writers just get treated like shit. That's that's the honest. Absolutely. Thing. I don't mean to like. I don't mean to talk about like victim shit, like about being a writer, because every writer does it, and it's so annoying. One of my mm-hmm. least favorite things is screenwriter Twitter. It's the worst place in the world. Screenwriter like, Twitter openly... sucks, and screenwriter Facebook sucks too. I'm not on screenwriter Facebook, but it's awful. What's what? What's the worst types types of Twitter? Probably screenwriter Twitter is pretty bad. The best will will credit the best to being black Twitter. Yeah, I was about to say, Black Twitter is the best. They, they, they're, that's, that's Worst Twitter, thing. Canucks Twitter is pretty shitty. Canucks um, Twitter is pretty... Edmonton Oilers Twitter is actually much shittier because they're all MAGA people. So whenever I like fuck around Oilers people, yeah. they're always like, hey, look at this goofball has pronouns in his bio. And it's like, well, yeah, Cody could go either way. Yeah, that's true. Diablo Cody. Diablo Cody. Oh. Cody, Dan Harmon's ex-girlfriend. What other shitty also, Twitters like, are mind there? your own fucking business. Somebody wants to have pronouns in their bio. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I don't have pronouns in my polite. bio, but I do say my number one attribute is being friends with Cody Peterson in my bio. Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> screenwriter best out. friends with Cody Peterson. Oh no, I've seen it, and I'm wondering. I'm like, man, am I? I don't even say like... best friends. I just say friend of Cody Peterson. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I just I just cooperate you into all of my tweets. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm just getting dragged with every post you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've said anything too crazy on Twitter. What what t- fuck man. What did I say the other day that was kind of inappropriate? I said uh Oh, I said I've never experienced poverty, but I've stepped over it on my way to 7-Eleven. <laughs> 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 we 
Which is funny because oh, I, I, I have experienced poverty. I've been so poor. Oh, yeah. Bo has, yeah. go back and to our episodes. Bo has slept on a floor with his brother before. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, many times. Many times. <laughs> Nothing uh, weird or ancestral happened, though. I just want to make that clear. We were it's kids. so funny. It's so funny doing this podcast because I'll finish and then like I'll talk about it to my fiance afterwards. I'm like, Bo used to do steroids. <laughs> it's like I'm learning, <laughs> we're learning like so much about each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Well, I did. I did. Okay, well, hold up. I didn't used to do steroids. I've done steroids so one time. <laughs> I did steroids, and you know what? It was back in the day when I used to work out a lot. And I cared about that sort of thing. And I don't regret it. <laughs> maybe I regret Maybe I regretted it a little bit. But it was pretty cool. The way I did steroids was I was like, I was in uh, Thailand. And I used to box and stuff. And so I was in Thailand boxing. And um, this guy was just like, yeah, man, you can just literally go to the pharmacy across the street and buy steroids. And I was like, oh, what, shit. really? I was like, do you have any recommendations? And he was like, yeah, you should do Anavar. I was like, fantastic. And I just walked across the street, got a prescription for Anna, not even prescription. I just bought them. Mm-hmm. And then I just, I just did them. Chill. Yeah. Did you get hella shredded? Do you ever like, um, no, no, I don't even think it did that much. Oh, uh, no, that's pretty cool. I've never done steroids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've heard, we we've already talked together. about that. We yeah. We've talked around, about this, chill but... out, chill on a Friday night with steroids. We'll get a, a dumbbell each. You know what? What's really funny about us getting to know each other better is that you relay this information to your wife, and your wife must just be like, "What the fuck is Cody getting himself into?" <laughs> oh, I know. She's so stressed about it. She's like, "Dude, like <laughs> all our hopes and dreams was going down the toilet when Cody gets canceled from whatever shit Bo says." <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said anything that bad on the pod. I don't think that we haven't released. <laughs> that we haven't released. Well, there was a couple episodes where I was trying a little too hard, and I said some some very regrettable things. But I worked through it, and now we're mm-hmm. at a better, happier place. Where I, I I think I've been riding the line pretty good. I think right? so. I think these have been decent episodes. Decent-ish. Yeah. I don't know I how much people it. like listening to two people get to know each other and be friends. <laughs> I think people like it. I think I, I think, think so. like people just like to hear other people talk. You know, mm-hmm. like, I've listened to some other podcasts that are very popular. Man, they fucking suck. Yeah, like yeah. uh, like uh, what what kind of podcasts rub you the wrong way? I really don't like highly overly produced ones where it's just like and then the train went by and then you hear a train go chuggalug 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 like mm. i'd rather i'd rather just listen to shit like this to be honest sure yeah no totally i think the podcasts that annoy me the most are the podcasts that are clearly like money grabs like you're mm. already famous at one thing and then you're like oh and now we're starting a podcast and you just realize like oh it's an hour of week of work I get advertisers. I'll make like, you know, it'll be like, I'm trying to think of a celebrity that would start a podcast. It'll be like the, the Zane Malik from one direction pod. And it's like, you don't love this. You don't like doing this. This isn't like a passion of yours. You're just, it's just a money grab. That, that would Zane wouldn't, 
he would make a zany amount of money. But well, no, that would for be real. what his podcast would be called. It would be called like Zany Times with Zane, you know? That'd be so sick. <laughs> um, yeah. One of my uh, physiotherapists, his he has a friend who's a sports net person, personality that we would know. Um, but he's not super huge, but we would recognize his okay. name. Cool, Dan Murphy. Um, uh, almost, almost Dan Murphy. But he has a podcast, okay. and um, my physiotherapist says that for every ad read on his pod, he gets paid five hundred or a thousand dollars for it. It's like it's pretty good. You, you yeah, you do like four podcasts a month. That's like an at least an extra two grand. Like that's your rent. If you do two ad reads per pod, you're making you're making big money. You're making big big dukins. I don't see why we couldn't have a bigger podcast than Dan Murphy. You know? Yeah. There there are more Yeah, he is, but there are more comedy fans than there are Canucks fans. We have a bigger pool. Yeah. Am I right? But I feel like right there's so many yeah, and you know when we get the when we get those tick that TikTok wave coming in with our TikTok guests that we have, oh my god, we're gonna have like a child army, and they're, they're just gonna be grow up. To, they're gonna become like degenerates. I can't wait till we sell out so hard, and uh, the point of our podcast is just selling merch to eleven year olds, and we're just like, yeah, buy our merch if you need to. You know your parents have this thing called a credit card and then we can like mm-hmm. walk them through how to steal the credit card and we can tell them like yeah just go into your mom's purse grab the credit card you're gonna see a 12 digit number Wait, is it 12 digits how many digits is the number on a credit at card? least eight yeah but it'd be Maybe cool like if we had shirts that said like fuck you mr teacher <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and like get on the yeah. news <laughs> that shit is so funny when a celebrity hates teachers because like teachers will tell you like they'll tell you they'll be like don't go into acting don't do Mm -hmm. comedy they're looking out for you right really because it's very unlikely that you're gonna make it especially if you Mm -hmm. have no talent like me and so but it's funny when people get that like hate for teachers just because they you know they're kind of looking out for you man i get it you Mm -hmm. made it you proved them wrong that's fucking awesome but that doesn't mean that they were wrong because you're the exception to the rule. Like they have so many kids coming in saying, I want to be a supermodel. I want to play soccer professionally. It's good to have somebody tell you to, to stop pursuing your dreams, you know? Yeah. Simmer down, that, buds. That's what my dad used to always say to me. He'd say, don't pursue your dreams, pursue your talents. And I think that's, I think that's a good, I think that's a good way of living your life. That's a good one. Yeah. Is this our talent? Sound, uh, sound off in the comments below. My talent is looking like fucking syndrome from the Incredibles. Well, oh, you kind of do. Syndrome. syndrome. That's not syndrome, is it? What? I don't know. I can't really. I can't remember the Incredibles. Do you remember syndrome? Not really. Is he in the first one? Is he the little boy up, in the first look up, one? Look up syndrome. Look up syndrome and laugh, because I look exactly like him. Okay, and I will laugh. Syndrome. Oh shit! I just had it. Um, 
And also, I found out Snowpiercer Season 2 comes out late January. Watch that and support me. Oh, my God. You totally look like Syndrome. (laughs) 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 You totally do. And then when you get evil, that's that's Bo when he gets 20 more followers on Twitter. Thank you. Thank you. I I will have a... (laughs) Once I'm at 25 (laughs) followers, I will complete my transformation to supervillain. Um. I pitched I pitched a show to the Snowpiercer production people to the producers of Snowpiercer. To the showrunner? Uh they I think they were like the production company or something like that. Oh, uh, okay. I'm kind of forget I'm kind of forgetting. But I think they were I a bunch of really are, are they Vancouver people? No, no, no. They're LA people. And okay. they're really, really, really nice people. They're like um a bunch of really nice awesome talented they're really girls. nice everybody's great that works in metro yeah yeah but they did do the thing where they're like wow yeah we're in me and Avin left the meeting like holy shit they're in and then obviously mm-hmm. nothing came of it <laughs> they got out <laughs> yeah we ended up uh we ended up like working with this producer in la who was one of the crazy it was one of the crazy exper- experiences of my life i will not name who he is because this is kind of a sh- shitty fucked up story but we landed in la like the day the harvey weinstein news dropped oh shit like literally the day so like everywhere we went everybody wanted to talk about the harvey weinstein thing me and my writing partner were so busy at the time that i didn't have time to like research anything to do with harvey weinstein. <laughs> they're, so, they're like what do you think of harvey weinstein you're like oh he's awesome <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad i knew the story and everything like that okay i knew the story but but there were certain like moments that i didn't pick up on like for instance i pitched to um a producer that works with chuck lawrence i actually met chuck lawrence who was like in the office but i didn't pitch to chuck okay i pitched to this other guy and he was very nice guy and he listened to our pitch and he loved he loved us and he was a really great dude and um at the end we're like making him laugh we're doing jokes and shit it was fucking good time and at the end of the pitch i'm leaving in his room and he goes hey bo and i turn around and he goes don't jerk off in my potted plant on your way out and i had no clue what he was talking about and supposedly that's what harvey did he would like jerk off it like finish himself off into a potted plant or whatever right and so I was just like, I had no context for the joke whatsoever. So I just said, <laughs> you wouldn't want my cum in that plant. It'll die. <laughs> nope. Sorry. We won't have some Pokemon come out. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, little, but I'm the, a human. <laughs> the most sinister thing that happened was I had this like very stereotypical producer guy. He had like, he looked like he looked like Tom Cruise in uh, in Tropic Thunder. He was like just your typical producer guy. At the end of our meeting, we kind of debriefed about Harvey Weinstein Mm -hmm. and shit. And when we were leaving, we were doing the shaking hands thing because this is pre-corona. This is 2018 or 17. And he shakes my hand and he pulls me in. Like fucking pulls me like power move. Like Donald Trump style. Like like pulls me in. Yeah, and he goes, my show was about a rock star. And he goes, uh, Bo, I got something to tell you. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, those people out there, they're trying to take sex away from us. 
but they'll never take rock and roll. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and I didn't say anything because I'm a big pussy. And we just, and I wanted to sell the show. And, yeah. and we got back into Evan's car and I'm sitting there and I'm like, Evan, I don't think they want to take sex away from us, right? They're just like, don't rape. That's the big thing. And Evan was like, yeah, don't. People are fucked up. That's so Anyways, weird. That's, that's my little Harvey Weinstein story. My little connection Rock and to roll. That. Yeah. Um, I I have one little Harvey Weinstein story. Um, yeah, it hit me, dude. So I was working in this production office, and we it was just like the production office stayed there, and we would just have new movies coming in, new TV shows, um, sometimes multiple movies at once. And one time we had this executive producer come up from L.A., and I Googled her, and she used to be Harvey Weinstein's assistant. Now, this is like two or three years before all the news broke. And so I was like, yo, you used to be Harvey Weinstein's assistant? That's so cool. That's so tight. Like, I'm a big fan of him because he used to be this great filmmaker. And, like, the look on her face was just like, you don't know. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this this kid. And then um, I was, like, really confused by him. Like, what's going on with Harvey? And then, of course, the news broke. And the news I broke. just, like, kind of wonder that that lady probably like went through like the shit went through hell yeah she probably did dude that was like i get that people have conflicting feelings about the me too movement and everything like that and like you know there were some people that were falsely accused and probably some people that lost their careers that shouldn't have lost their careers but ultimately like it did get rid of a serial rapist in the film industry that was at like, least literally yeah. Probably a couple. Well, yeah. I mean, if you count Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby could potentially be the most prolific serial rapist in the history of the of America. Like, ultimately, because it did that, you gotta give it. You gotta give it its kudos, man. Because if that shit was mm -hmm. still happening today, dude, the world would be a much Hollywood be would be a really bad place for women, which it still is. But it's at least a little bit better, you know. Um, Fuck, I've got a quick Look, why Cosby are we talking story? about Harvey Weinstein? It's so fucking depressing. Yeah, tell me well, the Bill Cosby story. So this one time I ordered this t-shirt online and uh, the guy was so nice about it that he sent me a DVD to go with the t-shirt, which was cool because I obviously have a big DVD collection. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I have a kid and I don't want my kid watching this. But I, I'm holding on to it for some reason. I don't know how long I'll hold on to it for. But I have the Fat Albert season one on DVD. You should hold on to that forever. That might be worth a lot of money. Yeah, I've got some collector items in here. Hey, hey, hey. But to be honest, my felt Fat Al Albert is Keenan Thompson. <laughs> oh yeah That's my i hated that fucking movie so much when they're <laughs> they're like what's a D dvd a dvd <laughs> was that was that, that what that's a, like a that? that's like a five minute long joke keenan thompson deserves a way bigger career though in my opinion that guy is so talented oh my god yeah what a staple on snl too yeah totally dude how is he not starring in movies like he would be so fucking good. Yeah. He was in Hubie Halloween. He was. Yeah, he was. He was playing a cop and he was good. He was good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Remember you the, get... in Hubie? Yeah. Sorry? 
No. Remember when he held all, the, all the grandma's funny t-shirts? That was the best part. Oh my god, she was that was so fucking funny. I can't remember some of her shirts, but they're all like my legs are open for business or shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a picture of a dolphin and then it just says I'm wet. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, grandma shit, dude. One bit that really made me laugh and it's so stupid, but it's um I think oh, I can't remember who it is, if it's Audrey Plaza or Lauren Lapkiss or something. There's some evil woman and she's holding a cat. And then Julie Bowen is like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to fucking skin you. I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to fucking skin your cat too. And like she's holding the cat and the cat's eyes like bald. Like, Boop. <laughs> it's just like so dumb. <laughs> I loved it. Adam Sandler is such a talent. Is, you know what? Oh my God. Fucking Adam Sandler has made me cry pretty much more than any other artist. Yeah. Just from the movie. Yeah. Click. Uh, Click makes me cry. Big Daddy makes me cry. Oh my God, Big Daddy's probably my top five favorite films of all time. Mm-hmm. Big I saw that movie in theaters, and it, it really changed my life. Yeah. yeah, that was a that was a good. And you know what, dude? One time I worked with the writer of Big Daddy, and like I cornered him at a rap party, and was like, "You are a god. Thank you for bringing this yeah, in my yeah. life." Yeah, dude, totally. You know whose favorite Adam Sandler movie is Big Daddy? And this is not a joke. Who? Paul Thomas Anderson. That's legit. Hell yeah. He I believe it, that. He says on he says on uh The Punch uh, and Club commentary. I wish. But maybe, maybe I haven't heard that. But uh on his WTF interview with Mark Marin, he says his favorite. And it was like validating for me because it was my favorite Adam Sandler movie. And I would mm-hmm. try to tell people explain to people why it's so special. And nobody nobody would listen. So that those two movies make me cry. And his song about Chris Farley makes me weep. Oh my god. Yeah. Every time I hear it. It's so fucking good so fucking yeah. good it doesn't make me cry but maybe i might get a little choked up thinking about it but the ending of wedding singer oh when he yeah, when yeah, he yeah. plays that song and he's like i'll even let you hold the remote control oh my god yeah i even let you hold the remote control oh yeah Billy Just Idol, sir. i stole that chord progression for the first song i ever wrote for a girl oh cool <laughs> yeah nice yeah, it's pretty sick. Uh, I'm trying to think of other Adam Sandler movies that made me cry. Uh, that's about it. Click was Punch Drunk Love is obviously a beautiful film. So fucking good. Um, and Uncut so Gems is like my favorite movie of 2019. Uh, yeah, Uncut Gems is amazing. Although I find the Safety Brothers just so stressful to watch that it's it's. <laughs> It's one of those movies where it's like, I've stood, I don't need to go back there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. so chaotic that, I don't know, a bit of it is a little soothing to me. Like, my life's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. I could see that. That makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Anyways, so should, we, should we wrap it up? More. Yeah. Uh, you can follow right, me th- on this is... um, shit uh, at Cody Blanked Out. And this is... Yes. Stud City, please like and subscribe. You can follow me at Brie Larson <laughs> and POTUS. Peace and love. Right. We'll see you all later. We'll see you all next week. Yeah, drop out of school.